The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. After her husband had multiple affairs, they divorced, and then he died from a drug overdose. Reva Timms now sees how God was carefully at work the whole time. When your life is shattered, when you're broken, it looks like the pieces can't be put together. It's like a puzzle piece. God sees the picture and he gives you a glimpse of it. And we have to realize that even in the midst of everything, we can't make sense of the, the mess. We can't, it's impossible. So we have to make sense of God. so much and I want to welcome you. I'm James Robinson. Ben and I are thrilled to spend this time with you. Now, li now listen to me. We're here for you. I mean, Betty and I don't go look for something to do. You know, you got 11 grandkids, two great grandkids, and you just care about people. You're never looking for something to do. See, why are we here? Because God loves you. That really is why we're here. And, and you say, well, don't y'all help a lot of people in need? Yes, because people like you love to help people. You love to be a blessing, and I think you want to be blessed. And I, I can promise you this, the, the most effective way to be blessed is to ask God to show us, to show you, how can I bless someone? Or God, how can you bless someone through me? And I, 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 let me tell you something. You're going to hear a story. I mean, it's a true story. This is not some drama for television. This is real life heartache. This is devastation. But we got a mighty God that works a masterpiece out of what the enemy intended to be a total mess. Reva Timms is here for the third time. First time she came with her husband as a preacher who'd experienced deliverance. The next time she came back and what he'd been delivered of basically took his life. And now she's come back to tell you what God does with a broken life, a broken marriage, an impossible situation. So would you welcome Reva Timms back to life today? Reva, glad to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You, you put this story in a book. Why, why would you put it in the book? What's your purpose in the book? It, it helps people. For me, when I was writing the book, it also helped me. It was my study time. It was what I got out of the Word. It was what helped me walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, knowing how not to fear any evil. But it's in the Word that gives you your strength and your power. And so when I wrote the first book, When It All Falls Apart, that dealt with being better, not bitter. Many times you come through, but then there are prolonged seasons, like Job goes through prolonged seasons. And sometimes you have the strength in the beginning of the season, but then as the season gets longer, some people lose their hope, they lose their faith. And this book really helps you to be able to walk through a prolonged season of a battle and understand that God knows your ending from your beginning. And it wow. gives you practical application. And you titled it, When It All Comes Together. Yes. And basically you've started with this catastrophic situation, how God can redeem your brokenness. Yes. And yours was total devastation, not of your own making, right. not of your own design, and really in many ways unexpected. 
like like coming uh, like a bolt of lightning hitting head on in your situation that you didn't anticipate. And so all hell broke loose, but now something's coming together. So tell us what you want us to hear. It's, you know, many know the testimony, you know, coming through a marriage, you know, saved myself a marriage, grew up in uh, Christian's homes. You know, my father is a Vietnam vet, ex-Marine, you know, just always in the things of God and married my husband and then end up finding us um, as, as pastors. You know, we went through the ranks of our church. They sent us out. Everything was fine and success happened in our church early. We ended up almost 8,000 members, national ministry and infidelity hit our marriage. And unfortunately, we didn't recover. And so at that point, I was- Let me ask you this. Do you think a lot of times when a minister is an effective leader, as a man, as a father, as a figure to be admired, uh, a father figure, do you think a fatherless world, and especially with women who've many times not seen that strong father figure, or even in their date relationship, they've not seen what they call strength, and they see that. Do you think there's a magnetic attraction to that that a lot of times can broadside a gifted man or a gifted absolutely. leader? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's really the enemy, because if you can smite the shepherd, the sheep was scattered. So definitely, I believe that there were frailties and that's why I can tell you forgiveness is a great thing because I learned to love my ex-husband even after because I saw the frailties. I saw the struggles. I had compassion for him. And so I do believe that uh, he did repent So at, at one point of his life. And so that's the, the place that we have to realize you never throw anyone away because God never throws anyone away. Hmm. And so, yes, definitely. So you saw the restoration. You saw the miracle. You saw great ministry even after... The catastrophic yes, fall. Yes, okay. Yes. Now, what happened when you lost him? What was going on? Devastation. Four beautiful children, young, and then, you know, this man full of life, vigor, uh, just always doing great things, and now he's gone. And so after that happened, there was more battles that in, in, happened in, our, in my life for my children, for the ministry that now he's no longer there. And so it was just hit after hit after hit. Now, wh where do we go and what do we do? And so that's when this book really was birthed in my spirit because I know there are a lot of people that go through seasons of battles. And can I tell you something though? God never leaves you. What I found out through this whole situation is that when your life is shattered, when you're broken, it looks like the pieces can't be put together. It's like a puzzle piece. God sees the picture and he gives you a glimpse of it. And we have to realize that even in the midst of everything, we can't make sense of the, the mess. We can't. It's impossible. So we have to make sense of God. You make sense of God through your worship. You make sense of God through your praise, through your reading of the word. When you make sense of God, then the other pieces come together. And that's really what this book is about. So what did, what did you do when you lost your husband and then you lost men, the mm -hmm. ministry? What, what, what about you and your children? What happened then? Well, at that point, we went through a grief period. Um, you know, at that time, the, the ch his church was left, and so now what do you do? We couldn't even fight at that time. We were just in a place of grieving. And so what we did was I taught my children how to lean upon the arm of the Lord. 
the mm -hmm. Spirit of God, and also how to continually walk in forgiveness. That word forgiveness brings so much life. It brings so much uh, power of God. And people can get mad at someone who's gone. They Sometimes we can get mad at someone because they died. Sometimes people get mad at the circumstances, and there's unforgiveness just because you're angry. And so you have to learn how to let go of all that anger and truly forgive. And when you do that, that's when the peace of God comes. And that's what happens. And he us. had failed you again. What you may not realize is that he basically, in a way, might have relapsed back or was trapped and actually died of an overdose. So it's a pretty tragic way yeah. to end. So when you're talking about grief and pain, it's indescribable and unbearable. It's yes. the kind of thing you think, well, you'd be justified in not forgiving. You're fed up. You've had enough. Uh, and you know, one of the things I'm going to try to share with you in coming weeks is the fact that when I look at my own life and the challenges, you know, being fatherless, having a very difficult childhood, a kind of an impossible childhood, you might say, and then to realize that God has uh, amazingly worked through my life. One of the things, Reva, that I found, when I look back over it, you think about my father, he raped my mother when yeah. she conceived me, he came back into our lives, he tried to kill her, threatened to kill me, all the different things going on, and, and the things that were so painful for me as a child. This is the beauty of the grace of God. It is not even difficult for me to forgive all that. And I, I'm going to tell you something, to be able to forgive the wrong that was perpetrated, that you can even say not only foolishly perpetrated or just circumstances, but deliberately thrust on me, on purpose. You know, when my mother in, in desire to be loved herself because of her own difficulty, cut me off from everybody else that had ever loved me and that I had ever loved so I could focus only on her and she could have that need met. For me to find that out and the hurt that it did to me as a child and to be able to look at my mother with 100% total forgiveness and understanding of the longing of her heart to be loved and can't my own little boy love me exclusively and I be the focal point. I can't give him what others can, but I want him. See, the fact that, that God's grace worked, and I've been hurt by, by people who didn't understand me. Right. I mean, my own Baptist family didn't understand how I could suddenly go openly ministering to everybody mm -hmm. outside our little Baptist world. Mm -hmm. And they were not <laughs> kind, were they? Mm -hmm. And you know what I said? I probably haven't said it right. I probably didn't express it right. I love them. And I never stopped. I could not, I could not bear hurt, even though there was hurt. I just had love. And see, that love wins. And that's supernatural. It is yes. totally supernatural. Yeah, yeah. But it's important that we get there. Exactly. Because if we live under that, that resentment and that bitter, we're stuck. That's right. We're totally stuck. And, and so don't, not don't live Not there. only stuck, but you spiral down. Yeah. You, you do. even go, you go more into yeah. a, a destruction mode. Absolutely. And so self-sabotage mode. So forgiveness is so supernatural. And God gives us that principle. And when you walk in forgiveness, there is a true love because now you're seeing people through the lenses of Jesus. Yes. You're seeing people not as the culprits that hurt you, not as the those that um, tried to destroy you. And one thing about God, and I always say this, he never sees you you as a victim. God never sees you as a victim, so he won't ever treat you as a victim. Wow. He only sees you as a victor. Wow. Because That's you belong right. to him. If that's you belong right. to God, then you know he knows you, you're already victorious. Right. And so that's our mentality to walk in forgiveness and walk in, in victory. And that's how you become more than a conqueror. Because more than a conqueror, and I talk about that in the book, is where you destroy the works of the enemy. 
for generations. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can do that is through the love of Christ. And so with me even having this testimony, you know, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And my testimony is forgiveness. My testimony is leaning on God, my te all of that. And through that, people might say, well, you're dumb to forgive, you're dumb. But no, this testimony is helping others for mm -hmm. generations. And so mm -hmm. if we can learn That's how right. to operate like Jesus operated, then, and even Paul, how Paul stood against idolatry, how he, if we can operate like that with love, love, then we can see a change. So keep the standard, love, but not be tolerant of sin, but still show the love of God and forgive. Then we can see generations change. Amen. We were visiting earlier and you talked about our lives being a tapestry. Yes. Can you explain that a little yes. bit? Yes. You know, the understand of the tapestry is so chaotic. It's, it's not it. It looks ugly. And part of my testimony is Part of my life it was I never expected to see this happen. I never expected me to be in situations that I was through loss of my marriage, loss of my home, loss of my ministry. You know, one of another part of my life is I do have a special needs son. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect to see that, although he's the love of my life, you know. <laughs> never expect to see that, but God knows our ending from our beginning. The top side, there is a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And though we don't understand how it's working out, we don't understand how it's coming to be, but the masterpiece is beautiful, mm -hmm. it's gorgeous. So God God takes the good, the bad, the ugly, and he works it together for our good. That is such, you know, some people say that as a cliche, but it is so true. And so some people right now, they're going through one of the most difficult times in their life, and they're literally thinking God has forgotten them. They have no more hope. They're at the end of their rope. When in actuality, the masterpiece is being completed or being made. And if they can have that hope to know, I just hold on to the Lord. And if I faint not, I'm going to reap in due season. If you, I want you to look at the camera. There'll be one there that you'll see a little red tally light come on. I want you to talk to people who are watching, and a lot of them could be women. They may be very lonely. You know, Betty and I lost a daughter. Yeah. I prayed uh, recently with Jack Hayford when he lost his precious wife, Anna. And I, one of the things I said to him as we were talking, I said, well, she's lived with the kingdom in her. Now she's in the kingdom, yes. and that's the eternal and final kingdom, and, and he talked about how, how that meant a lot to him. There was that comfort, and he talked about how important comfort is. When Betty and I lost our daughter, it was so obvious so many were praying for us. But I know there's some of you right now who have faced a loss, and you don't know if anybody's praying. It's one of the main reasons that people, perhaps just like you, call that number that's coming up on the screen right now. You notice it's an 800 number. You say, how is that uh, an 800 number? It's paid for by love. The love of God in people to give any individual, whatever the need, an opportunity to call a friend, somebody who cares and will pray with you because there are many of you who didn't have, like Betty and me, people say we're praying for you. Uh, Betty was hurt recently. She had an accident. She was hurt very badly. And the calls and the texts were coming so fast, we had to say, hold off. We've got to focus here. Just pray and we'll report later. But some of you, I'm telling you, I think about this kid that went to prison because he, in an alcoholic deal, killed somebody. And the parents of the kid he killed, finally after two years, went. And he looked through that grate and he looked at the mother of the son he killed. And he said, I've been, here two, I've been here two years. You're the only person that's ever come to visit me. And I want to thank you. 
and the end of that story is great because they took that boy home with them. And he went to the schools and talked about alcohol. Minister to people right now. You may be in a place where you're alone and no one is calling you and no one is supporting you. I've been there. But I want to encourage you to let you know that your due season is coming. Your D-U-E season is coming. There is an appointed time. There is a Kairos moment that God is planning for you. And there's time where you have to first go to the due season, the D-E-W. That's a place of saturation in his presence. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Do only comes in the stillness of night. And you might be in your night season now. And I want to encourage you, be still and know that he is God. And as you rest in him, as he pours into you, as he saturates you with his presence, then you can walk into your D.O. season, a due season where you're doing what God has called you to do. And then, then the appointed time will come. Don't get stuck or be paralyzed by the pain. Allow God to fill you up. Open up your heart to him. I am a living witness. I have a testimony. And God is no respecter of person. He wants to do it for you because he doesn't want any to perish. He wants all to come into the saving grace of his power, of his His anointing and you have a destiny and I know your destiny is still intact because you still have breath in your lungs so be encouraged today God loves you Amen Listen to me Amen. you want to supply the truth, truth. But let, let, me, let me just talk to you here please you right where you are just say Lord meet my need heal my heart hold me I just give myself to you. I trust you. Have your way. Jesus. You want someone to pray with you. The phone number's there. If you've never come into a relationship with God as your personal father through Christ, ask someone to pray with you. Say, I want to, I want to know God as Father. I want, to, I want Jesus to be real to me, not just a story. And I'll send you a book that I wrote. It's a Bible study. It's called Knowing God as Father. But we'll be glad to help you and pray with you. So please don't hesitate to call. And then let me say to all of you watching, I want to show you in just a moment, and I know, Reva, how much you'll love this and how much our audience will. We're able to see miracles. I'm not talking about kind of a something you hope for might be special. No, I'm talking about indescribable, life-giving, life-changing, life-saving miracles. And one of the greatest crises in the history of the world we're facing right now in third world countries, the greatest death cycle ever. And we're in the middle of it with love. I want you to watch, but I want you to listen very prayerfully because you are the answer to this challenge. Watch very prayerfully. If you've ever missed a meal or two, you probably know the feeling of hunger pains and the relief that your next meal brings. But sadly, there are those who live with the pain of hunger every single day of their life. And then there are children who do not survive once they move beyond the pain of hunger. Veronica is reminded of her little brother dying from the lack of food every day that she has to go without food. I remember when my brother died. We were hungry and he was so thin. My mom took him to a clinic that was very far away and he died on the way there. 
Veronica's story is all too common in villages throughout Southern Africa. And that's what makes this so urgent that we do something now. Some of these moms had to walk 10 or 15 kilometers with a seriously malnourished baby just to try and get some help. And if they can get here in time, then there's some hope. But time is everything here, as you can see. But my prayer is that we can save hundreds of other children before they get to this stage. No child should ever get to this stage. No mom should ever have to watch this. So if we do something now, we can stop this from happening. Dear God, my heart breaks. I believe yours does. And I know the answer is love, shared through us. Be the miracle these children need. Let us see it, be part of it. Please, Lord, touch the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, listen to me. Please listen. We can save those children. Many of the children right now in South Sudan, which is where the greatest death cycle and the most dangerous place is, and that's where we're spending most of the focus and energy and support. And all of the missionaries face the very possibility of being killed. In the areas where you saw us right there talking about these children that were so hungry, and the mother couldn't use, you saw one of them holding a baby very close to her breast. She was covered, but it's very likely that from malnutrition, she didn't have nourishment. And in that area, and we shared this with you years ago, the radical extremists, same kind that are bringing terror to the whole world, they would cut those women's breasts off if they were Christians, so they could not nurse their babies. And then they would drive them from their villages I mean, this is brutality that's almost unparalleled. But those people that are in this area are in love with Jesus and they are dying and they're burying their children. And we can, because of God's love in us, stop the death cycle. We can give those precious little children a future. And I can promise you we help stabilize that as we've done in many areas of the world. Those people will rebuild. They are determined and committed and they love their children. So here's what I'm asking you to do. We've got 400,000 now that we've located that we're in direct contact with. All we need is the wherewithal to feed them for the next months. Think about what I'm saying right now. I mean, just focus on it. $30 will feed three children, save their lives. 50 will feed five a hundred will feed 10. And I'm going to ask you, with no apology, if you can feed 10 children, do it. But don't step back. If you say, well, I could only do 30. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's 10, we're going to be able to enable these missionaries to stay there and put God's arms around these suffering people and give them hope. And we're going to point them to the love of God. You're the ones that make it possible. A thousand dollars, we can feed a hundred children. We have some beautiful gifts, a Bible study series of devotions seasonally. It's absolutely powerful to take you into the Word and get the Word in you. And then Carrie Job, who grew up here with our ministry, 
was in our daughter, who's now in heaven, our precious Robin, was in her wedding when she was only nine or 10 years old, Carrie Jo. She has presented something so special. And the story about how this came to pass is available to just say thank you because we want to bless you on your spiritual journey. We want to lift you higher. Would you please right now go to the website, Life Today. Please, very quickly, and with real sensitivity to the heart of God, get your bank card and say, I'm going to use this like a check, and I'm going to give life today. Or you can dial the number. Many are calling right now. You could get a busy because people are calling. Somebody cares about them right now and have got arms around them. So you be determined and you say, I'll get through. If I have to keep calling for the next hour, I'm going to get through, and I'm going to take care of some of those kids. I'm going to see that they have food. I'm going to be the answer to that mother's prayer. Would you do that right now? Please. Thank you so much for it. Thank you for responding to the heart of God and the need of those people. In impoverished and even now famine-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is ready. With your support, we're able to feed and care for children in famine areas of Sudan, as well as Angola and Mozambique. With all of our previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding facing the worst drought and food shortage in years, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Please also consider a special gift of $1,400 to help sponsor a school and help feed 140 children for three full months. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you my Daily Word devotional. This box set of four seasonal devotionals will help you read, reflect, and renew yourself through God's Word with space to journal your thoughts and reflect each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive Carrie Job's newest music project, The Garden, along with the Story Behind the Garden companion DVD. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more, be sure to request Determined Eagle, our 2017 commemorative bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or go online today and make your gift of life to help feed and care for hungry children. You know, I mentioned to you a little while ago that if you've given your life to the Lord or you want to know God as Father, I'd be glad to send you this. It's a little picture of the journey I had to come to know God as, as a fatherless child, to know Him as Father, and also a Bible study. It really helped get you started. Here's Reva's book. It's in the bookstores. You can get it online. But if you say, you know what, James, her story, it really hit home, and her ministry to me as she was just talking to us, it really, it really went home. Could you possibly send me that book? Yes, we will. You ask for it. We ask you to do this. Help us touch those children in need with love. Help us be their miracle. Would you do that? But feel free to ask for Reva's book. We'll be glad to send it to you along with the other material that we mentioned. Would you join Betty and me saying thanks to Reva? Thank you. We appreciate you. Bless you. Bless you, wonderful church in Orlando. Just thank you for your testimony. God bless you. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and touching someone with God's love.
You are a very specially designed person of destiny in the body of Christ. Next week, James shows you how to start living amazed. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.